Welcome to the Bonus Moms Podcast. We're your hosts, Ellie and Jamie. This is where we meet privately to release the stresses and chaos of blended families. Join us as we talk about the ups, the downs, and the WTF moments of life as a bonus mom. Here you're supported and heard without judgment. We're glad you're here because we're all better together. Hi, bonus moms and dads. Welcome to this episode of the Bonus Moms Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ellie. And I'm Jamie. And we're super excited that you're tuning in today. Um, today's episode is going to be a Q&A format. Yes. So we get a lot of uh, DMs in our Instagram mailbox and also our email inbox just about general stepmom questions, everyday type of life sort of stuff. And so we picked out some good ones for you today. And usually we see trends with our questions, right? Like they come in um, a lot of the same types of questions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And stuff yeah, like that. Like every few days, it'll be like one hot topic. Yes. And then the next will be another hot topic. Yeah. So that's what we're going to focus on today. So we, like I said, we picked out some good ones for you. And um, they're pretty general questions that can appeal to pretty much any. Yeah. Pretty much anyone going through this. Yeah. Blended family life. Yes. <laughs> Whether you're a bio parent or a bonus parent, I think everybody will be able to take something away from today's episode. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. So let's dive right in. So our first question, how do you make transition days easier? Yay. (laughs) Best day of all. (laughs) Where do we begin? Um, So, you know, there's a couple things to kind of mention first before we dive into the answer on this. So transition days can happen all throughout the week, any day of the week, everybody's schedules are different. Everybody's parenting plans are different. And, you know, everybody's houses are different too. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a bio house where there is no step parent or it's a blended family house that they're coming or going from. I mean, there's so many different scenarios. I would say a lot of other kids, maybe two different types of step families Mm -hmm. where you're getting them in from other households. Yeah, you um, might have other stepkids in your house. Mm-hmm. You might have half siblings. You might have bio siblings. Yeah. I mean, the the, the mix, list goes on. <laughs> yes, the mix of possibilities is long. Right. right. So, um, Jamie, since you have been a step parent for over a decade, mm-hmm. congratulations! By the way, thank you. <laughs> I need a certificate. <laughs> I'll make you one. <laughs> Frame it and everything. Yeah. Right. So. Um, tell us a little bit about your transition days. What do they look like now that your bio kid and your step kid are 12 years old? Yeah. So we transition on Mondays. Um, we do week on week off. So right now, obviously it's summertime, but right now, um, we would pick up, I'd pick up in the morning and that's our transition right there on Monday mornings, on Monday mornings before school, before school. And then we'd head to school. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of things that are, you know, around the internet that we've read and transitioning at school is kind of like a new thing where like they're realizing to transition at school versus like on a weekend, mm-hmm. like they're, they're trying to like get a, the grasp of like going to going to a new house and all the different things that they're going to like have to deal with at school. Right. And so then they get home. 
And yeah, they haven't had to deal with homework at the other parents' house because it was the weekend. But now it's like, now we're starting to like set in like all of our new, um, all those schedules and all the uh, routines that we're in at our house. But, um, so we had actually been asked to like switch it to like a Friday mm-hmm. and I'm, we are so open to that. I think that that's actually a great idea. Um, and I know majority of people that I know or that we've talked to, they don't transition on a Friday, right? It's all a weekday. Mm-hmm. And when that was per- put like in perspective that way, I was like, I think that's a great idea because ultimately it is the child being affected by this transition transition at school. Right. So we do transition on Mondays, every Monday in the morning well, we get him in the morning, right? She would get him back in the afternoon after school. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so yeah, that's how we transition. But yeah, um, I mean, sticking to like a lot of like the routine, um, you know, some people like to ease into the transition and stuff. Like I understand you, our roles are different from the house you just came from, but like, this is how our house runs here. Mm-hmm. So jump on in and hop on board. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we don't do anything drastically crazy. It's a Monday. You know, we just got back to work. Everyone's getting back to school. So it's not like we're like in this like go, go, go mode. Like it's right. a pretty laid back Monday. So there's no sports or anything that day. So it's not like we're rushing for dinner and homework and school, or, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's a slow transition, but yet we still don't stop our routine over here. Right. So how would you say throughout your journey over the past 12 years of being a stepmom, how has your transition day changed from when your stepson was maybe two or five or eight to now he's almost a teenager? Mm -hmm. And because I know your parenting time schedules have changed also. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you haven't always been week on week off. Right. So what are some of the main or like major changes you remember about him growing up, your stepson growing up and, um, you know, just how has your transition day changed? Yeah. I mean, it's changed a lot (laughs) in the beginning. He was a nursing baby, Yeah, you know, so it was like, we only had him Monday and Wednesdays. I don't believe it was Friday. I think it was just Monday and Wednesdays for four hours Mm -hmm. and he was a nursing baby. So those transition days were very hard. Um, He basically cried a lot of the time. We didn't, we honestly didn't even know he was strictly nursing. We didn't know if he was being formula fed. We weren't like sure of any of that. And then um, as he got older, it got, honestly, it got harder. That's when he was realizing the separation between leaving my mom, leaving my dad, leaving my mom, leaving my dad. So it was like all the fit throwing, saying he doesn't want to go, that kind of stuff. So that stuff got very hard. Um, Toddler years. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was very difficult. I mean, it's challenging enough to get a toddler to put their shoes on (laughs) and get in the car, you know, seriously, somewhere. Exactly. So letting them leave a family member. (laughs) Right. So to get the toddler going and in the car to change houses for the next few days, that's challenging in and of itself just because of how old the child is. Exactly. And those were like the beginning days. So I never did pick up and drop off. It was always my now husband who would go and pick up and have to deal with that stressful battle. Um, so yeah, a lot has changed. Like obviously he doesn't throw fits anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the transition days are fairly easy. We do like deal with like we we see like how things were ran at her house when he comes back. Cause we're like, okay, no, now you're at dad's house. Like, this is what we have to do here. And then he'll like say, well, I didn't do that this weekend. And we're like, okay, well now we're starting and now this is what we're doing here. And, and it, it honestly, it's, it's a very easy shift for us. Um, most days, but what well, about, that's good. what about you? How's it? 
I mean, you've come a long way too, because there's three of them. Yeah. And, you know, and they've all over the past several years of being with their dad, um, me being with their dad, they've all gone through different ages of shifts. Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, when I first met them, the youngest was four and now she's almost nine. So there's a big difference Mm -hmm. there. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, there were still like in the early stages and stuff of that, her being a four and a five-year-old, like you're not really self-sufficient at that age as a child. Right. So, you know, there was still a lot of hands-on stuff that she needed. Um, and you know, from me, because Mm -hmm. I'm a girl, she's a girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did it help having like two older sisters to like transition with her or like probably, I, I, you know, I think so. They're the three musketeers, you know, I mean, they're, they're not usually alone. They do. We encourage them to do as much stuff as possible together. Um, but you know, now transition days are, I would say they're easier today than they have ever been. Um, but like I said, in the earlier days, we really had to stick to a routine and, um, bio dad and I worked together really hard on that, um, to establish, a transition day routine that worked for everybody in the Mm -hmm. household on days that they would come to us. And, um, bio dad has the two, two, five, five schedule. So it's like two days on two days off, five days on five days off. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we, there's some weeks where we have three transition days Mm -hmm. in one week. Yeah. Yeah. So those of you listening who have the two, two, five, five, you can, you can, uh, you (laughs) know, relate to that. Yeah. It can be a lot sometimes, but, um, but yeah, I think just, you know, BioDad especially did a really good job of establishing a routine and when they would get to our house and it could be something as simple as, you know, saying hello, having them put their stuff down and getting acclimated to whatever's going on in the house for 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. And then being like, Hey, let's go get a special drink at, I don't know, the convenience store Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. um, like let's go down the street and play at the park for, you know, 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. depending on their age, obviously, um, choose an age appropriate transition or whatever. And, you know, we like to call it the detox period. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, the common term, Mm -hmm. um, that's used among the, the blended family community is that they do need a detox Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter whose house they're coming or going from. Um, you know, and we're not sitting here saying like bio mom's house is terrible. And no, no, it's literally like you go on vacation and you have to come home and you have to go to work. (laughs) You need a (laughs) vacation from your vacation. (laughs) It's the same thing. It it really is. It really, really is. And it does, like I said, it doesn't matter whose house the kids are coming or going from, like they need that transition phase, Mm -hmm. right? That detox time to just release whatever happened over the last few days or whatever, however long they were with the other parent and then settle into the new um, routine and schedules and everything at the house that they've now transitioned into. And you guys don't transition in the morning. No, we transition after school Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And on Um, the days you don't have school though. 
on the days we don't have school, we transition in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. It's the same time in the afternoons. Okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, it just, and again, with transition days, and this is just generally speaking for anybody out there listening, whether you're, you know, a grandparent, uh, uh, an aunt or an uncle of somebody who is in a blended family. I mean, like I said in the beginning, I think everybody can have a takeaway mm-hmm. from today's episode. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most important things to remember, no matter what age the child is on a transition day, is to have very low expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, don't have them come home and be like, okay, here's your list of chores. Yeah. These need to be done in the next 30 minutes. Right. I mean, you're setting yourself up for major <laughs> failure <laughs> and headache. <laughs> right. I mean, like you, yeah. like you just said, it's like coming back from vacation and going to work. And mm-hmm. what if at eight o'clock on a Monday morning, your boss emails you and says, hi, I need all of this done by 9am. Yes. yes. Like, are exactly. you going to throw a fit? Probably. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. No, it's a good, relatable situation. Yeah. So again, it doesn't matter what age the child is. If they're three, if they're 13, you know, just have really low expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, establish some sort of a transition day routine. Yeah. So that way they know that they kind of have something to look forward to, mm-hmm. right? They know that when they're coming to bio dad's house with their bonus mom, that they get to go out for ice cream after dinner right? every right. Monday something or every Friday and something exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, save chores for another day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the dishes might need to be put away. They might yeah. need to fold their laundry or maybe they need to help with dusting or I don't know what other chores your household might have, but, um, save them for the next mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Or even a couple days right. in. And that's why I like our transition on a Monday, even though like I know I said I like it. I prefer it on like a Friday. I think that's a great idea for the benefit of the kid. Mm-hmm. But like Mondays, it's like everybody is already dreading the Monday. So like <laughs> it's not like you're going to after work go and do your chores. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we still are very laid back. It's still just like it's still a Monday. So it's just still laid back. But like we still keep our house going. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't we don't stop the household routine or the household, whatever, Mm -hmm. just because there's one, two, three, four, however many kids coming in that day. Um, you know, we might slow it down a little bit. Right. Right. You know, cause you still want to stick to your same routine. Yeah. Just slow it down. Exactly. Yep. It's just not as go. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just have some, some more gentle expectations for transition day. Right. And, you know, I think most blended families probably feel some sort of level of anxiety on transition days and we don't have any advice for that. Sorry. <laughs> We're in it with you. So if you have advice, no, <laughs> no, I'm your feelings are valid yeah. on transition days. You know, whether you feel a little anxious or uncomfortable or whatever it may be, um, we can promise you you're not alone. Right. We get lots of messages about people dreading transition days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, well, Jamie and I are at the point now where we don't dread them. Right. You know, every once in a while they give us a little uneasy feeling mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on what's going on in our right. lives and things like that. But right. just know that those are normal feelings to have mm-hmm. on transition days. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. All right. So question number two. Okay. So <laughs> we know we've got lots of you guys out here who would uh, deal with this situation. So, um, this is from somebody, so we kind of just took it. Um, says my two stepkids are seven and nine. 
we keep losing our clothes to buy a mom's house. How mm-hmm. can I get them back or stop losing them to begin with? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure no blended family has ever no. had to deal with what? this. What? What? Oh. Um. All right. Well, I, I think, don't think we have enough time in this episode. Right. I know. <laughs> this might need to be a whole episode in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, generally speaking, I think this is more of a, again, an age thing. Yeah. You I know, agree. Um, like once they get into the, like the middle school years and like preteen years, I kind of feel like 10 and above, relatively speaking, is a pretty reasonable age where they're good at knowing what needs to come back mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Jamie and I both have experienced this situation where, um, you know, our, our clothes just disappear. It's like socks <laughs> in the dryer. It's like, where did the socks go? Where did, where did the pair of socks go? It's gone. You know, and it's like, okay, so now my stepson, well, he wants to wear that shirt. Yeah. I'm like, well, where did you leave it? Yeah. It's not here. It's not here. Mm -hmm. And those are the reasons why. Like, I want my stuff back. We want our stuff back just like we know she wants her stuff back. And it's just, it's like another respect thing. Like, you know, like you bought those clothes. You want them back. Those were expensive shoes. Yeah. I'm sure you want them back. I'm sure you want him to wear them or her to wear them when you have them. Right. You know, have the kids on your time. So it just works both ways. And honestly, like when he gets here, he knows when those clothes come off, they go into a drawer. Mm-hmm. That way, the next time he goes there, he puts them back on and she gets her stuff back. We don't lose our stuff. She doesn't lose their, her stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we had a message from somebody, too, who was super frustrated about this situation because basically they said, um, so they had two stepdaughters and then a stepson. And the stepdaughters were, uh, I think, around the ages of maybe like, I can't remember exactly now, maybe like nine and 11 or eight and 10, something like that. And they were old enough to be trendy and want, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the Nike airs or Converse high tops, whatever the cool shoes were. And, um, so anyway, so this bio or this blended family, the bonus mom was really frustrated because she's like, we used to never, you know, ask them to bring their stuff back and forth. Like it was fine. Yeah, Yeah. it was always fine. But then we started to notice over time that none of our stuff was ever coming back to our house. Um, And then because of that, the stepdaughters were starting to complain at bio dad and bonus mom's house that they didn't have any cute stuff to Mm -hmm. wear, that they didn't have the trendy stuff to wear. Mm -hmm. And okay. So then you ask yourself, well, where is it? Yeah. Well, we've worn it over to bio moms and it never comes back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, you know, that's when she's like, we had to start enforcing this where it's like, no, you only wear these shoes when you're at our house. Yeah. Yeah. And you only wear these certain clothes when you're at our house and things like that. And, you know, it, it's, it's such a, it's such a tough subject. And, you know, it, because at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, is it, are you doing what's in the best interest of the kids? Like, do we need to be putting, let's say a nine-year-old through, Hey, make sure you bring this back, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time on the other end or the other hand, whatever, 
is it in the kids' best interest to not have any I know. clothes or no. shoes at your house? I know. That's that you've just... already spent all this money on and they just end up sitting at the other parent's house. Right. If it's like equal, like there are some people that we know that they do transition with the other parent's clothes or shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like when they don't get that back, they come back in something else. It's still like equally as expensive or equally yeah. as nice or equally as trendy or whatever it is. So then right. it's like, it's not really so much of an issue because mm-hmm. at least when they're here, they're still in style and still get to keep up with everything. But it's when you're bringing it back and you in return get like holes or like yeah. it doesn't fit or like that kind of stuff where right. it's you too, can't even wear it here. Right. It's too small mm-hmm. or maybe the kids don't like it. Or um, maybe it might even be inappropriate for like the the weather. Right, right. You know, I mean, let's say exactly. they transitioned on a day where there was no school. Mm-hmm. So they just wore something that was, I mean, maybe it was even pajamas mm-hmm. with no shoes. Yes. Or maybe it was like a little summer dress just because that's what they felt like wearing that day. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's, it's winter. <laughs> You know, and you're like, wait a minute! I just sent you over to Bio Mom's house in winter. One of the nicest jackets you own, right? In winter clothes, <laughs> long pants, long sleeves, a nice pair of shoes, and you're coming back with no shoes yeah. and a spaghetti strap sundress. Yeah. yeah. So you know, when you approach it that way, it's like, okay, it is in the best interest of the kids to make sure your stuff stays at your house, mm-hmm. their stuff stays at their house. Right, right. You know? And honestly, when we have done that, when it has been a situation where it was no school that we received, you know, the clothes or, you know, like him in like whatever clothes, yeah, like pajamas, pajamas or, or whatever mm-hmm. and sandals. Obviously, I'm not going to put him in pajamas and sandals when I give him back to her before school. On a school day. Right. Yeah. So like, if we did that, like we would say, Hey, can you just have him bring his clothes back when he comes back? Mm-hmm. So he would wear her clothes, but then have like a bag brought back to us. So it's like, we're still getting our stuff back. Mm-hmm. She's still getting her stuff back and he's still wearing what he needs to be in trend for, mm-hmm. you know? So that's another option is just, if you receive our clothes, you just send it back when the next time we get him, yeah. you know? So it's like, everybody's still getting their stuff back and the kid is still being able to wear what they want. Right. Because at the end of the day, that is what's in the best mm-hmm. interest of the kid. Right. Yep. Right. Absolutely. It's a tough subject. It really is because there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, especially bio moms who don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. And you and I are both bio moms. So right. it's not like we're sitting here, right. you know, ripping on the bio moms right. because we are too. Exactly. And, you know, even if like my bio kids, you know, they go back and forth to their bio dad's house and have a stepmom too. And I mean, if there was something that was purchased for them at that other house and they wore it to my house, Every single time I ask them, does this need to go back to your mm-hmm. dad's house? Right. You right. know, because I want to respect bio dad and his wife. And if it's something that they want back, mm-hmm. you better believe I'm going to make right. the kids return it to right. their house, you right. know? Um, but if they're like, no, dad said we can keep it here. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, we're not doing anything we wouldn't want in return either. For sure. Yeah. If I was sending her, I would do the exact same thing. Yes. Treat others how you want to be treated. Exactly. All right. Question number three. Ooh. (laughs) We got lots of messages about this one on our Instagram page. Do we ever? We could talk about this one for probably a whole entire podcast season. (laughs) Season. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So the question, it's kind of a question slash statement, but bio mom texts my husband so bio dad every day, no matter whose parenting time it is. Yes. Whew. Well, Again, another we, tough subject. We feel for you because we've both been through this. Um, 
And ultimately, it comes down to boundaries. Mm-hmm. That B word that we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that know. are hard to establish, hard to stay consistent with. But once you do yeah. it. Hard to enforce. Mm-hmm. Because the person that you need the boundaries for is the person who resists the boundaries the most. They're going to put up that fight. They are. And they're going to keep messaging dad no matter what. No matter what. And, you know, it's up to it's up to the bonus mom and the bio dad to, you know, come up with a boundary and enforce the boundary. And maybe that looks like something along the lines of responding to bio mom once a week. Yeah. Choosing a day, yeah. making it your communication day with her. Yeah. If the, of course, in, in the case of non-emergencies. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But a lot of these times it's like, like these people who message us, like it may not even have anything to do with the kid right? or a schedule yeah. or like what's happening. It's just like some random text message. Just Sometimes they're just general topics. Yeah. yeah. Just needing to stay relevant, relevant. needing to stay involved. We're not, you know, needing we're not sure. in control. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Needing. Like obviously if it has something to do with the kid that's needs an answer now, obviously, or an emergency, like you said, mm-hmm. but if it's something that's not at all, it's like, what, what was the point of that? And doesn't need a direct immediate response. Well, we know the point of it. Yes. The point do. of it is that she does not want to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be left out. Mm-hmm. She does not want to feel insignificant. Yes, exactly. But, um, you know, it's, and again, this is just generally speaking, um, more times than not, it's bio mom attempting to insert herself into a family that she is no longer a part of. Mm -hmm. And that is something that you, me, bio dad, like, that's not our problem. You know, like... That is on her. Something she just needs to accept. She needs to figure Mm -hmm. that out for herself, how to accept the fact that no matter why their marriage ended or if they weren't married, why the relationship ended, um, you know, that's water under the bridge. Maybe there was cheating. Maybe they just grew apart, whatever. Um, But it's in the past. Mm -hmm. It's time to accept the fact that people move on. Right. New people come into your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... And honestly, like at the end of the day, this is, I mean, it's harsh and it's mean, you know, to some people, but like, this is now what the life you have consists of. Yeah. You don't get to, you know, if, if you don't have the kid, you, you can't sit there and just text or call the bio dad Mm -hmm. all the time for no reason. And if you do have the kid, you know, like either way, whether you have the kid or you don't have the kid, it's like, there's just, it's unnecessary. And it's like, just to stay relevant, like you said, keep control or to be involved in the life that you thought, you know, that you once had mm-hmm. and you no longer have that. Yeah. You just need to move on, move on and accept it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, there's a kind of a caveat to this too, is that a lot of the messages that we get about this topic when, you know, we have the conversation within our community about setting the boundaries and saying, you know, we'll only respond once a week or something like that. I and just astounded at the amount of responses we get from bonus moms saying, we've tried that. And when we do that, bio mom refuses to let us have contact with the child mm-hmm. until we respond mm-hmm. to her message. And when you and I read those responses, like our jaws just drop. Yeah. 
Like how awful is it that, you know, an adult would basically hold the child hostage right. from their own parent. Right. So and- it's like in order to have any peace or boundaries in your home, you are no longer able to talk to your kid when you don't have them. Yeah. Or you're, like it's just, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like threats. It's not it's, okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. So if you're dealing with that, um, you know, we feel for you, mm-hmm. we don't have an answer for you, unfortunately, right. because everybody's situations are so different and the people you are all dealing with are very different mm-hmm. and what works for one family probably won't work for the next. Right. So this is a, definitely a topic where it's not a one size fits all answer. Right. It does not fit in a box. Right. You just, you have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And every circumstance is just different. Every situation is different and it's going to be trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to put these boundaries up and she's going to take time away. Yeah. Or so obviously that didn't work. Yeah. So what's the next game plan? Yeah. I mean, these are why I like putting things in court orders. Yeah. You know, something court written mm-hmm. is always beneficial, even though that route sucks. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no great, no. <laughs> successful answer to no. this one. There's not. And, you know, and it even depends on, too, where Bio Mom is at in her life. Uh-huh. Whether she's currently single, whether she's happy in a new relationship, mm-hmm. you know. Which like- is sad that her life and her situations depend on how she's going to treat yeah. The other family and her kid. Yep. Exactly. Because we've seen it all. We've yeah. seen both sides. Yep. And our DMs have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Um, all right. Last question. So this one is really interesting because, again, I don't think it has a one-size-fits-all mm-hmm. answer. But I do think it's probably a little more straightforward than the last question in terms of answering and how it um, will probably apply to more people than not. So when it comes to homework, permission slips for school or other school or activity related forms, am I allowed to fill them out and sign them? Or is this only for the bio parents to be doing? Mm -hmm. All right, Jamie, what do you think? I feel like, like you said, every situation is different. Mm -hmm. I feel like if, you know, you're with the bio dad and he's giving you permission to do this, then you can do it. Yeah. Bio mom doesn't like it because she doesn't like it. Right. And that's it. That's the short answer. That's the short answer. You know, if if it is written in the court order that Uh you as the, the, the bio parents partner mm-hmm. are not allowed to sign or fill these things out. Right. Okay. There's your answer. Right. But if it is not written in a court order, girlfriend, you pick up that pen and you yeah. sign and you fill <laughs> out whatever you need to do because you are part of that family. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Totally and agree. F- absolutely. Because odds are you're probably helping the kids do their homework. Mm-hmm. You so, know? You, so you'll do the homework with them, but you can't sign saying you did the homework with them. <laughs> Someone else has a sign that they did the homework with them because that, that right there just defeats everything. (laughs) Right. So, but again, I mean, yeah, that's the short answer that unless it is explicitly written in your court ordered parenting plan that you're not allowed to sign these things Mm -hmm. or fill them out or whatever, then, you know, by all means have that conversation with bio dad or your spouse and, and say, Hey, you know, I'm willing to step up to help take this 
off your plate. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do this for my own children. If that's your situation, if you have your own bio kids or if you have ours kids, right. um, you know, so it's like, I do this for other kids. Why don't right. I do it for yours too? And a lot of times the stepmoms or the, and the bio moms, like we are typically the ones to do all that kind of stuff anyways. A lot of times. A yeah. lot of times. Yeah. Obviously there are the bio dads out there and the stepdads out there and all of that, that do all that portion as well. Mm-hmm. But majority of our messages and in and, and our situations, it's us who are the ones doing it. So, you know, in my situation, if the bio dad's supposed to sign something, it's probably not going to get signed. <laughs> <laughs> so you want it signed or do you by me or not want it signed at all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, that that's a good point to bring up too, because in the beginning of, um, you know, or the first couple of years when I was with bio dad, um, you know, I, I would have him sign mm-hmm. everything for his children. Like you would do it. Yeah. And then have him sign it. Right. Uh-huh. I would fill it out or I would help them with their homework. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, go have your dad sign this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but bio dad was like, no, it's fine if you sign it. Yeah. You know, he's like, I don't even know what I'm signing. <laughs> I don't even know. I couldn't even agree to that. I did something because I don't even know what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and you know, they're just to kind of throw this in there as a, a CYA or like a cover your bases sort of thing. If you are the bonus parent, whether you're the bonus mom or the bonus dad, and you're filling out school forms, permission slips, extracurricular activity forms, and things like that, um, you know, just do yourself a favor and make a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have a, a copier or, you know, a printer, scanner, whatever at home. Um, Take a picture. Yes. We all have smartphones, I'm pretty sure. Or at least some sort of device in our home that can take a photo. Mm -hmm. Alexa, take a picture. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just do yourself a favor and get get a backup because you just never know if Biomom finds out that you're signing these things or filling out these permission slip forms or like back to school forms Mm -hmm. with, you know, contact information and emergency contacts and things like that. You never know when bio mom's going to sit there and accuse you mm-hmm. of not doing it or not, um, not putting her info on right. there or leaving her out or mm-hmm. that you're trying to be the mom. Right. Yeah. So document, document, document. Uh huh. So we always say, yes. you never know. That is correct. Something as simple as that could be used against you. Yeah, it could. And you know, if it was something that you filled out a year ago or six months right. ago and you don't have that copy anymore. Right. And now you have to go and call the school and be like, hi, um, can you look up the forms from this field trip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> six months ago and make a copy of it. And yeah. thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, who are you? Oh, I can't sign. I can't give you anything. You yes. know, it's like, so you want to deal with that? All that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Just do yourself a favor. Just do it yourself. Yeah. Just, just make the copy or take the photo yourself and, you know, just store it away wherever you keep your documentation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, bio moms, that goes for you too. If you fill something out, uh, make just everybody, make sure you're including each other. Like yeah. there's just no reason not to, mm-hmm. unless again, unless there's a court order, unless there's like documented abuse and things like that. And like actual reason, like right. legitimate reasons right? why, a bio parent or a step parent should not legally be <laughs> touching mm-hmm. these forms yeah. or yeah. involved with school or other activities, then mm-hmm. like, by all means, like, let's just be respectful adults and make sure right. we include everybody. Right. Exactly. Well, no one's trying to step over people's toes. No, no one's trying to take someone else's place. No, it's not a control thing. No, it's that we are part of the family mm-hmm. and we're trying to help 
get things done for the best interest of the children. Well, could you imagine? Like I have two of my own bio kids. If I'm like doing the homework with them, sending their papers, sending them off to a field trip. And I'm like, well, you're my, you're my step kid. So that's not my job. Can't do it. And then guess what? Then he doesn't get to go on the field trip. Then yeah. the stuff's like, you know, like then that stuff like forgotten about that honestly is worse yeah. than just signing the freaking paper. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and what if bio dad's out of town for work for right. a day or two mm-hmm. and something is due and needs to be signed? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, what are you going to drive it over to bio mom's house and be like, here you go. This needs to be signed. No, you're going to sign it yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take your picture to show, <laughs> <laughs> to show everybody that you did it. Um, and also this goes for everybody listening, whether like if you're a bio mom filling out or a bio dad filling out a, a, a school form or a, an activity form with, you know, emergency contacts, please do not put a guardian as babysitter. Oh my gosh. I mean, can we just oh establish this? Thank goodness that was not our situation. It wasn't. <laughs> this was a DM situation that we got. And this bonus mom was listed on school contact forms that were filled out by bio mom and bio mom listed bonus mom, so bio dad's actual wife, as babysitter. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. well, we'll see how I'm babysitting next time I have my stepson or stepdaughter. <laughs> <laughs> see how much you like how I babysit. I mean, is she is, is bio mom paying bonus? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that's fine. You can sign me up as babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> going right now. I mean, I'll no, do that. Right? <laughs> Seriously. So how, how much do I get paid to babysit? Oh my that gosh. Um, oh my gosh that's I mean, we laugh about it, but for real, know, yeah. like that's, that's someone's life. It is. That, that just that happened too. Yeah. That's so wrong. It is. So again, if you're listening and you're in a position where you have to put people down, you know, adults down for like, yes, uh, uh, an approved pickup list mm-hmm. or approved contacts for emergencies and things like that. Like just be cool and just put down who just they really the are. Name. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't want to have to write stepmom because you probably wish she wasn't in the life, but mm-hmm. right. Just it's time to accept. What I've done too is like when I, when we have my stepson and there's like a big paper that needs to be signed, like something important or like something that's due and like, we don't have time to get it back to her or whatever. I'll sign it. And I've sent a picture and been like, hey, this is what's been due. Mm-hmm. I signed it, you know, that way. And I mean, thankfully, there's never been any issues with that. But like, you could always do that as well. Yeah. You know, I don't know the the relationship you have with the bio mom or something. But I mean, as long as the bio dad knows, I think that's good enough. Yeah. But if you're feeling like you're going to step on toes or something, you could always do something like that. You know, form a group chat or something. Yeah. And send that in that chat or something. So like that, that way everybody has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody's aware. Like she knows that bio dad's aware that you've done this too. We're not yeah. going over anybody's, you know, behind anybody's back doing anything. Yeah. So, and at option. the end of the day too, um, you know, another really great option is to use the opportunity of school conferences mm-hmm. to have bio dad have a conversation with the child's teacher mm-hmm. and let them know, let the teacher know what the the living situation is, mm-hmm. you know? And um, it's extremely important for them to know what's going on at the house. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Cause you know, that, that does impact a child's behavior mm-hmm. at school for sure. And um, you know, one example that I have just personally from my own experience was when my, um, a stepdaughter, my youngest one was in first grade. We were noticing that things weren't like homework 
wasn't getting done or something wasn't getting signed and things like that. So, um, you know, at conferences, uh, bio dad talked to the teacher and again, told her what the living situation was and, um, like when he had the child and when bio mom had the child and things like that. And the teacher's suggestion actually was to have a dad's house and a mom's house folder. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Like what an easy solution. (laughs) And the fact that it was the teacher's solution Mm -hmm. just goes to show that like this was not her first rodeo. Yes, exactly. You know, she's Mm -hmm. had this conversation before. Mm -hmm. So that really eased our mind too, because we knew that the teacher was coming from a place of understanding Mm -hmm. as opposed to thinking that like, we're just being judgy, you know, judgmental or trying to get our story in first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, the teacher was really understanding. And like I said, the two folders were her idea and, um, and then actually it did end up working out really well because by the end of the school year, it was very clear which house was getting the homework done on time and which house wasn't, which mm-hmm. house was getting the signatures in for the homework and which house wasn't. Um, and it was just, it actually ended up being a really great way to teach the child her own accountability. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we obviously were seeing what was going on with the homework folders. And then if it didn't get done or didn't get signed at somebody's house, well, now the teacher knows which house that was happening at. And now the child has to be accountable for that at school. Right. 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 So, um, you know, kind of works out in a bunch of different areas. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But again, that's just, that's just one example of many, but, um, to go back to the original question, you know, is, a a bonus parent allowed to sign things, fill paperwork out for the kid. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Unless there's a court order that says you're not allowed to. Right. Then by all means, go for it. Go and sign that paper. That's right. That permission slip. All right. Well, that does it for our Q&A episode today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We'll be back with more Q&As. So go ahead and drop some questions in the comments. Uh, Reach out to us on Instagram via email. There's lots of different ways you can find us online. Send us your questions or feedback or comments. So thank you guys for taking the time to tune in. And remember, as bonus moms and dads, dads. we're all better together. Better together. All right. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next time. Thank you.